Welcome back to In The Loop, a WordPress podcast by Blackbird Digital about agency life. I'd like to extend a sincere thanks to our listeners for pushing us past 500 listens recently. Really, thanks for listening, folks. Last time, on episode 8, we held a WordPress agency panel to talk about similarities and differences between agencies of different sizes. So check that out if you're curious. One of the panelists, Ryan Welcher, recently joined Automatic as a developer relations advocate, so congrats, Ryan. Today, we've got another dev chat for you. We talk about the WordPress 5.8 release and how that has dramatically affected theme development for us, an update about advanced custom fields and escaping output, a long discussion about what barrier to entry really means, some old news by now about one particular Automatic acquisition that happened over a month ago, and a soft announcement about our very own open-source workflow script. If you have questions about WordPress website development, contributing, or anything else web-related that you'd like to hear us discuss, find us on Twitter as at intheloop underscore WP, or send an email to podcast at blackbird.digital. Enjoy the show. All right, so uh, let's just um, let's just get right into it. Uh, WordPress five point eight is here. It has been here for a couple weeks now, actually. Um, yeah, I I I I guess I'm the lucky one of the group to uh, have started uh, a new website project after that dropped. Um, lucky in the case of I get to play with new features. Potentially kind of unlucky because I get to play with new features. <laughs> but um This is true. Yeah. I don't know, so far, um I'm enjoying it. It's a huge paradigm shift, certainly. Um the 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 biggest the biggest shift for me was adding a theme JSON file to to my theme, right? So uh I, I don't know if we've talked about this file specifically before when we talked about full site editing and I'm not I still, sure we got into it too deeply yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I still haven't like, like, um, you know, purposefully tried to do any sort of full site editing stuff yet, but I feel like I've kind of stepped like put, put a toe in those waters because there's, as far as I can tell, there's only two things that you really need to have a full site editing theme that's a theme json file and a uh an index.html file in uh, a specific folder uh called block dash templates i think that's all you need Correct i actually believe you can use theme.json without the uh, html file also just if you want to use those um editor styles that it provides but um which i've sort of experimented with with mm-hmm. um some of my in progress uh client sites i i since removed it because the things that it would have benefited the most from would be like background colors and font families but i already mm-hmm. had those set in my style sheet so it kind of right. felt like working backwards a little bit but yeah 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 
but it seems like you can retrofit an older theme pretty easily without having to overwrite anything. Kind of, huh? I mean, so before before this release, um, I had been playing around with a couple different ways to do things like kind of you know synchronize the color palettes between you know what Gutenberg is showing, um, what's registered there, and uh, you know what's in my uh, SAS files, right? Um, with some limited, with some success, but um, but now it's it's like a, it's a first class citizen so to speak right yeah you define your color palette just right there in this theme json file and not only does that register those colors with the gutenberg you know editor and the color palettes but also it actually uh it it actually creates the css for those colors to be available on the front end and it's doing so using css custom properties aka CSS variables, right? Um, which means, uh, you know, just on the topic of that, um, WordPress 5.8 has completely dropped support for Internet Explorer 11 slash all. All Internet Explorers are no longer supported by core WordPress. So so, uh, so how do y'all feel about that? Uh, it's a shame, you know. <laughs> I'm going to have to switch those, browsers. <laughs> all those users. That we were abandoning, I, you know, premature for sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can't. I don't believe I've, op- you know, shame on me. I don't think I've even tested a website in Internet Explorer in probably the last two years. Cause... Well, we don't have to anymore because we can yeah, just now say I definitely don't have to. that it just doesn't work anymore. And it's, you know, it stinks, but oh well. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if a, if a giant project... Or even a giant company like Microsoft doesn't support the browser. I'm certainly not supporting the browser. So, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, Internet Explorer 11 hasn't been supported by Microsoft for a couple of years now. I think that's the case. I don't know exactly, but yeah, I mean, Edge seems like it's been out for a long time. Not that I use Edge either, but Edge is just Chrome, anyways. Now, yeah, now it is. Yeah, <laughs> everything is Chrome except for Firefox. Yeah. Or webcam, <laughs> always want. has been. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, but anyways, that, uh, yeah. So boohoo for Internet Explorer, I guess. Um, but but also, um, getting to just accept CSS custom properties as just a part of the workflow has it, it opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities in. It's just the way that I work in general and um, less less reliance on, you know, SAS variables and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, which is actually, like, I've, I've been able to do a couple things that would have been actually kind of difficult in SAS because of its nature as a pre-processed thing versus, um, you know, live live variables that, that can change. So, like... Um, uh, like reversing colors, you know, on certain background uh, colors, that sort of thing. Um, example being that I I tapped into the you know has background color classes and you know added uh, CSS custom properties in that class in the CSS so that um, you know that any children would inherit those 
you know, the, the text color or whatever that it's supposed to inherit. And then that works for if you nest another block within that that does something else with the background color, it'll inherit those local um, property values. So that's that's been a lot of fun to, to play with. I don't know if anyone else has gotten to have as much fun as I have with, with, with the new release. I don't know if fun's the correct word to use, <laughs> but I think I started really enjoying, um, yeah, I'm not going to call them properties, or CSS variables, yeah, but um, okay. I was digging into 2021 and I saw how they were using their admin bar uh, class essentially. And, you know, they were using a variable that would adjust based on whether it had the class name of has admin bar or not and essentially be a zero if you were logged out and 30 something when you're logged in. And that's something, you know, we make fixed headers all the time. And, you know, when you're uh, making a fixed header and it's showing up underneath the admin bar, it gets kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. So to have a variable that adjusts based on you being logged in or logged out was um, a nice little quality of life improvement. So that at least showed me the doorway to what you could be doing it with it. And yeah, it's allowed me to use it in a lot of other creative ways. Now I'd like to see them actually just have those values as, as variables sure. so that we don't have to hard code like the height of the admin bar is 30 pixels. And then after <laughs> this breakpoint, it's sure. 40, 40 something. I, I could see that coming down the line. I mean, just kind of comparing the old way of maybe implementing, let's say, a global style background color versus the way it's kind of handled now. Um, you know, you'd have to go into you know, you'd have to make something for the customizer. You would need to add some pieces of code for your theme to then output said color and apply it to whatever class or element that you wanted to is kind of a hassle. It wasn't particularly fun to do. And there's a bunch of different ways to have accomplished that goal. Um, and sometimes you might not always feel like you're doing the correct way versus now, you know, you can just kind of define a few color palettes, which are now globally accessible for all your elements. And then apply it to your background using theme js and it kind of just it just kind of works now yeah. which is an interesting um way of handling it versus the previous ways that does actually bring bring up uh a a pain point that i had with the color palette specifically so you can define um your default color palette and then you can also uh define uh different color palettes at the block level so the theme json file can also do some stuff with like the core box settings um as opposed to having to use filters or whatever right so uh the color palette is one of those things and um really what i was trying to do is just have the um uh have, have certain blocks have only a subset of the main color palette right so the main color palette lots of colors and I had these buttons that I needed to only have, you know, two or three of those theme palette colors, right? Um, which, uh, you know, I actually ran into uh, some trouble with because when you when you define the the color palettes in the block, uh, if you're if you're naming them the same, if the the colors slug right is the same as um, your your main color palette. And you try to, because you can cross-reference CSS variables within this JSON file. So I can reference the main color palettes, you know, output, yeah. you know, you CSS variable. Put name. the variable inside of later on right. the 
case on file. But see, here's the thing. Uh, when that gets output, it's basically then they're the, the variable names are exactly the same because the slug is the same. It just happens mm-hmm. to be that the you know the variable gets put in in a in a context of the blocks class, right? So, but it's still referencing itself. It's referencing the same exact variable name. So that doesn't work at all. So um, the way that I'm working around this right now is actually defining my color palette in the custom area. So I have like a, a theme colors like um, array in the in the custom area where you can define whatever properties you want. And they all get output as CSS variables so then i can just reference those wherever i need to in all of these different color palettes and they all reference one place and they don't have that interference so Hmm. something hopefully that's useful for somebody out there (laughs) um but i feel like i've talked about this this enough so um yeah I do want to mention one one other thing in passing another JSON file, which is uh, being able to um, define a blocks metadata in JSON as well. If you are um, registering a block either via PHP or via um, JS, um, you can have a, a block dot JSON metadata file that will define most of the stuff that you need to define. Um, so that's nice, um, and also it it is uh, it's strongly recommended that all of your blocks are registered in PHP versus uh, only in JavaScript, so that the server knows what blocks are available. So keep that in mind. Anyways, that that that's that's most of the stuff I want to talk about about five point eight. It's it's been fun um, getting to use these new features, uh, feeling like like WordPress is allowing me to to move on with new especially with CSS features. So that's that's great. Yeah, so we have some news. Uh we've talked about ACF a lot on the show. Um and one of the things that that was brought up by myself <laughs> was that um they weren't escaping <laughs> Uh, the user input by default, and it wasn't included in documentation. Um, and that has since changed. Um, we, will, we will link to that in the um, notes. But yeah, the ACF 5.1 release has HTML escaping, um, blocks API version 2, block preloading, and more. Uh, so there's there's a post about that. Um, and yeah, it talks a little bit about the ticket that um, that they had been working on for that. Um, I think the bigger thing surrounding it that we were concerned about was the lack of like clear documentation or instruction around it. It was not necessarily that like ACF needs to be doing everything for us as developers. It's more that uh, the developers that are using it might be very new and might not know that they need to do that. Or they might be experienced developers that don't mm. realize they need to do that. No comment. And kind of <laughs> not pointing anyone out specifically. Well, yeah, we, we, we spent so, long yeah. enough kind of down on that on that train uh the last time we were together. Um yeah. but this is this is good this is good news. Um yeah. 
I think everyone can agree it's good. Yeah, it's a simple it's a good change. change. They're 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 using the the same um you know the same escaping uh, method that wordpress uses internally for the for the main you know the main content so and that's kind of what i had always assumed that it was doing and i was wrong about that so um so that's great so good 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 job <laughs> yeah. they were, they've probably been working on that for a while <laughs> even though well I, this is also the first major release uh under delicious brains and you know, oh, yeah. with the delicious brains uh, developers on it so um you know pretty good one uh good first one out the door so mm-hmm. good first bud. much appreciated yeah <laughs> and they had their sights on it the whole maybe like before the acquisition yeah, they yeah. just had their sights on that <laughs> like from the start yeah, they heard our podcast and our exactly really just penetrated so. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so so speaking of so, you know new maybe new developers or not new developers or whatever <laughs> uh our very own uh phil hoyt has put out a tweet recently, um, <laughs> and I let 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 me read this. Let me read this this tweet for the audience, uh, and maybe Great. maybe we can have him uh, defend defend himself live and unedited. Here. <laughs> the tweet goes as such: blah blah blah, WordPress barrier to entry, blah blah blah. So yeah. uh, so Phil. Tell us, yeah. tell us what you mean by this. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on here, but uh, you know, this is just a classic uh, Phil Hoyt shit post. If I have <laughs> anything, you know, um, I'm kind of dreading having to defend this because at the end of the day, like, I find the conversation of WordPress buried entry so boring. It's just a very boring conversation, um, usually held by people who have so much experience that they don't even know what it feels like to be a beginner to have that buried entry to many things and i think at the moment lots of us are starting to feel that now that wordpress has moved into a javascript uh framework uh type environment and um i'm hearing a lot of just uh I, i'll be the first one to say i've not read any of the articles on buried entry I'm, i've not looked into any of the tweet threads by many um prolific wordpress influencers i've i've just seen it in the you know in my space yeah the zeitgeist my space has been infiltrated by the words buried entry with Uh uh, wordpress attached to it and it's just such a boring conversation to have um and i you know again have not looked into any of these i don't know what i'm I'm not defending anybody and i'm not on anybody's side uh, but i believe as someone who has built wordpress themes for the last 13 years um the idea that it was ever easy to build WordPress themes is insane to me uh, that there was ever an easy barrier to entry to this platform. Like, is it easy for users to use? Debatable. Uh, is it uh, easy to build themes for? No, uh, you have to like uh, have a pretty good knowledge of um, yeah, PHP, mm-hmm. uh, the WordPress codex, HTML, CSS, JavaScript to build uh, a lot of these themes. And it's only gotten more complicated over the years on the older style of building themes. Um, right. And if you ever wanted to get something into the WordPress directory, you'd have to follow a whole bunch of rules that aren't really plainly spelled out. Like they'll tell you once you try to you know, submit it and you know, it doesn't pass certain checks and there are plugins that help you along that way. But um, you know, you have, there's so many use cases that you have to cover when building one of these things. So this idea that it was ever easy to build a WordPress theme or plugin is kind of, you know, okay, uh, oh, Dolly, hello, Dolly, it's one line of PHP and blah. Mm-hmm. Sure, but that does nothing. It's, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not doing anything with that. But 
I just find this conversation so boring and it's just such a, a it clutters my timeline. And um, yeah, to the person who did reply asking me to defend myself on this or yeah, you were not being rude or anything. I'm I'm the one being rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the rude person who just doesn't want to see this crap on my timeline. So um, I, it, I'll but I will say this, like, I think the direction that we are going and now that I've started creating multiple full site editing themes, well, I think the workflow currently is pretty um not there yet uh it, the direction we're going is going to be infinitely easier for uh theme developers uh, eventually or even just people trying to get their wordpress site to look the way they want it to i don't think we're there yet i think we're getting there uh it's going to take many more years and a lot more features but eventually there will just be a day where you have a very blank uh theme and you you'll be able to craft your header your footer your um and whatever templates you're going to need to create your website i've already done this on my you know the themes that i've created just kind of like having fun with the full site editing um but that's infinitely easier than having to code anything the fact that i can just create a query loop and it kind of just by default gives me what i need versus you know oh i need to put in the date i need to put in the author name i need to put it and it's all that's all a bunch of php tags that are mm -hmm. You know, once you kind of start learning what to Google, you can figure it out. But it, it, inherently, you're not even if you know PHP really well, you're not gonna. Actually, I find people who know PHP too well do it the wrong way more <laughs> yeah. often than not because they're trying to do it the PHP way, not yeah. like the WordPress way. You know, right. it, I've been asked in so many job interviews, "Do you know PHP or WordPress?" And I always respond with WordPress because, like, sure, I can get around in PHP, but ultimately, like, yeah, I, I know all uh, all these arbitrary codex tags that are useless on any other platform um but that get me to be able to make really complex solutions for wordpress well, well wordpress is using php in the in the in the kind of original use case right a, a php sure. is a, a template Template. engine templating yeah and yeah there's a lot of stuff happening in core that may be messy and might you know the apis might be whatever not named consistently or whatever like i feel like that probably happens a lot in just any open source thing but regardless sure. um i mean you know it's a, it's it's adopting new new things as as php updates as well as keeping a certain you know amount of php i'm not saying it's bad versions i'm just saying it's not easy <laughs> right <laughs> like and the documentation has migrated over the years from like multiple codexes and i, I think even when you start googling things you're gonna get personal blogs you're going to get wp beginner you're going to get the codex and it just gets really complicated really quickly so again i have not read anybody else's dissertation mm -hmm. on this i'm not going to write a dissertation on this maybe i will <laughs> but uh yeah it was never easy it's gotten easier it's going to keep getting easier i think everything that's happening is a good thing so i i, I just i wonder because uh, i'm maybe i haven't seen a lot of those arguments personally about this whole buried entry thing i just i wonder if i think you kind of alluded to the point that a lot of this is happening because of gutenberg's introduction sure. to wordpress and the the very javascript heavy nature of that versus the traditionally php heavy you know aspect of wordpress theme development and but but that kind of that kind of begs the question right like is it is are we really talking about barrier to entry for new people versus a barrier to entry or whatever I, I don't know what you would call it for people who are already doing things a certain way Th sure. things changing and people being grumpy about that because of the javascript heavy nature 
of things. I I wonder if that's even true, and, and maybe I'm going to get myself in trouble here um, for maybe being naive, maybe not understanding. But most, I, I believe that most people going through, you know, training to 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 do coding right now, like the the most popular thing that all the boot camps and whatnot are doing, if if I'm not mistaken, is going to be React based, right? Sure. Oh yeah. So is that is React and and the you know um, needing to have a, a workflow and all that sort of stuff? Is that a barrier to entry, or is that expected for I, new people? I, as someone these days? who's worked in other industries and has done interviewing, you know, almost every boot camp goes through heavy JavaScript and React. I do think what we're going through and what we're seeing people more complain about are people like me who are right old and haven't been and have been doing sure. and javascript for me has always been the thing you sprinkle on at the end mm-hmm. to add some interaction it was never the thing that powered the entire website um yeah so but i yeah i i've not interviewed somebody in a different industry that didn't go through some kind of very javascript heavy course um right. whether that was react or angular at the time whatever the flavor of the mm-hmm. year was and here's the other thing so wordpress even has its own workflow for for you know for for making like custom blocks right it 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 has wp scripts that um you know you can you can get up and running with a plugin and there's a whole bunch of 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 you know starter things out there that wordpress might not be providing directly but in the you know community for um i i can't remember what there's one that's been around for a while before wp scripts was really a thing Mm-hmm. I think it was just called like create, create Guten block or something like that, right? <laughs> so, you know these these are around, and you know you just start with one of those. You don't even have to worry sure. about what the workflow is doing. You can just write your JavaScript the way that you're probably expecting to yeah. now with you know ES6. Well, I, I still just think like for for older school developers like myself, I don't think you know I've used Gulp and whatnot, but I, I think mm-hmm. lots of people are still not used to having a work, uh, a, a workflow that they need to go through. Building custom solutions for WordPress for me right now is very difficult to try to feel like I'm doing it in the way that feels like the new WordPress way, the modern way, the way that's going towards mm-hmm. the future of WordPress. I'm not a React developer. I know enough JavaScript to be dangerous. Um, but And I have a backlog of solutions that I've been using for a decade. Um, I, you know, I can, you can hand me a problem that I would need to solve with WordPress, such as an events calendar or a, um, a staff directory or a product directory. And I would have in the back of my head, a um, list of uh, uh, tools that I'd be able to just pull off of the shelf and just start using immediately. I don't have those anymore. Those are now gone and I need to create new ones. And I just haven't done those yet. And I haven't given myself the time to develop those. And they're, they're kind of rapidly changing. And that's what makes, you know, building for WordPress right now very difficult and feels, um, you know, like there is a larger period entry. Um, and yeah, the web in general is just a harder thing to get into, period. I remember my very first job having some guy in a different department stroll on by. He's like, hey, you know, your job's going to be automated in a few months. I'm like, if I'm doing <laughs> the same thing that I'm doing right then, which was creating website, taking flash sites and converting them over to 
uh, table-based websites so we can create better <laughs> SEO. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly hope that is automated. And it mm-hmm. never truly got automated, but we do have things like Squarespace that allowed us to, you know, do those types of things and other, you know, quicker ways to build those things. But yeah, we're, we're making more complex solutions than I did 13 years ago. And I'm doing more complex solutions now than I did two years ago. Right. Um, the amount of freedom that we're allowed to give our end users with a WordPress site has, you know, quadrupled in the last four years. You know, we I would, I'm having it's a, more than that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, 10 X. <laughs> so I think basically the problem is that the framing of a barrier to entry is like maybe the in, incorrect framing for the underlying problem, which is bad documentation or lack mm-hmm. of, or well, that it's changing. buried. Um, yeah. And training, like education, obviously we had like a lot less WordCamps this time around. I don't know if we get a ton of dev stuff out of those. I know I go to dev stuff, but I I don't know how much of it I retain, to be honest. Sure. Um, I do get frustrated with our documentation. It's not just the lack of it, but I think when somebody does request it on Twitter or somewhere else, I'm often directed towards some maintained website by some other community member that is yeah. in the codex. And that's exactly. like frustrating, you know website.com or whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. and like and i'm not trying to show any throw any shade but it's complicated to navigate it has a lot of holes and it's sometimes out of date because the people maintaining it aren't the people building it and it's not their fault it just is what it is and also i'm not paying for documentation i just i'm just not going to do it like, yeah the other side of the coin is that um when you get when you do go to the, the docs for the, the block editor docs and get confused by some example that's given and you go and you check the source code and you realize that it's wrong. Um, you can put in a pull request and it will be accepted because I just had that <laughs> experience recently. So, I mean, we just need more Corys. Yeah, I was kind of thinking along this line because I know um, something that I've been kind of like saying on Twitter, not not in tweets, but like in replies, is. I just kind of wish there were more companies that would focus their like five for the future on non-code projects. Mm-hmm. Like I selfishly want that because I think like documentation and training and community stuff, like it would be nice if there were more uh, like medium sized and smaller businesses that would kind of get on board with that. I know there's like obviously giant companies, there's companies like Automatic that they pay people to do community stuff full time, but I feel like that creates like a like an imbalance in representation, obviously, because the ones that are getting paid to do it are at big companies. Um, and Rachel Cherry had recently um, tweeted about this is just our WordPress Twitter roundup today, apparently, <laughs> but she had tweeted about um, WP Campus having done an accessibility audit of Gutenberg uh, like a few years ago. And um, she had tweeted a suggestion that Automatic fund an accessibility audit for WordPress, like the whole project, like every few years. And I thought that was a cool idea to get get more focus on an area that isn't like sexy because it's not code. (laughs) Right. I mean, it ends up in in code, right? And it influences code. But, um, you know, when we're just, you know, developers here, head head down trying to solve a particular problem, sometimes sometimes we aren't thinking about the accessibility problem that should be probably 
part of that first, you know, thought. Um, but instead, it's how do we get this component to show up here or whatever? I don't know. Um, and and is, is this specifically about the Gutenberg, like, editor experience accessibility? I'm assuming it probably is. But, I mean, I suppose it could be the entire back end. And once Gutenberg just kind of eats the entire back end anyway, you know. <laughs> I honestly kind of look forward to that day. I know that's like a weird thing to say, but the idea of like the pages page being JavaScript served up and being Ajax loaded, well, not Ajax, but whatever you want to call it, like mm -hmm. just dynamically loaded is exciting to me. I mean, I, it, it, it honest, like I, I'm, I'm maybe the weird one out here that I'm like, you know, I'm all, I'm kind of all in on the JavaScript and React stuff. Um, sure. I'm, you know, I'm doing React native apps and, and that sort of stuff um, aside from the WordPress work. But um, the, you know, the idea of the backend itself as more of a app instead of individual, you know, PHP pages that require, you know, page loads or just like, you know, the, the odd bit of JavaScript that might let it not have to do that. Like it, it's the experience across the rest of the backend is, you know, can, can be a lot different depending on where you are in it. Um, just because certain things get certain, you know, eyes on it and certain work happens here. And I, I think like the media library is a good example of that. Like it was an early ish, earlier, you know, effort to, kind of appify a part of the of the back end um while other parts especially a lot of the settings pages and stuff like that just kind of stagnated where they were and maybe that's because those pages are good enough and they serve their purpose you put in some stuff in fields and you hit submit and they update in the database but um but the idea of more of the back end being more of an app that's more reactive to what you're trying to do as a user uh, does appeal to me. I, I understand some. There's some qualms about about that, uh, especially when it comes to you know longstanding plugins that do specific things in the back end and and how they would have to completely transition to a whole new way of doing things with JavaScript, yada yada. But I can't help but feel like the experience using it is better when when it's more of a JavaScript app. Um, I, I actually don't disagree with you at all on that. Like, I think that they're going to need to solve a lot of problems and how those developers can hook into those types of pages to continue to extend them. Because I believe that's what makes WordPress so um, great is that you can extend so many aspects of it. Um, I'm hoping they set it up in a way that's better than the current way that you can extend WordPress. Um, you know, doing certain things in on the back end of back end, the dashboard of WordPress is not particularly easy because it didn't have that in mind initially, um, which is fine. It's, you know, we'll figure it out ways. Um, yeah, I actually very much look forward to WordPress looking or performing in a completely different way than it currently does. Um, I just wish I knew what that roadmap looked like. Sure. Okay. So I, I kind of want to get into this too. Um, it's something that I have kind of recently experienced some conversation about again on twitter so here's another <laughs> here's another twitter roundup kind of uh but 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 no the, so i recently saw a, a little sort of proof of concept 
by uh, Mark Jakeith. He he has this little proof of concept where he's uh, you know created a Gutenberg block completely in PHP, right? Um, and he, he's doing things where you can kind of write the the JavaScript part in as as strings that get you know parse and output in you know in some sort of php framework that he's created right so so it's 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 js in php essentially um and you know it's it's an interesting proof of concept and i I, i've seen comments uh about this about people you know in you know in the situation we've talked about where they're long time you know php focused wordpress developers saying like if if gutenberg had been you know planned out like this from the start then everything would be fine you know kind of thing like 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 this this should have been the roadmap instead of what it is now but but here's the thing right he wouldn't have been able to create this proof of concept if you know gutenberg and the javascript apis didn't exist the, the way they currently have evolved into right from the start so to say that like there needs to be a roadmap that that explicitly says we are going to make this thing that does this this way and it's it's going to be done in you know php or whatever like i i don't i don't know if that's even possible for any software first of all but 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 second of all like we're able to do so so many like the 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 theme json stuff right in in wordpress 5.8 like uh, there there was a lot of uh, stuff that led up to all of that just just being possible the kind of condensing all of these different ways to register blocks and and register you know theme stuff in in one place and and those apis had to exist before that did so i don't know it's the nature of this open source beast it feels like um i don't know i don't know if i made a point there <laughs> but that's all i got to say about it at some point we should try to get people from other open source projects and and talk about these types of things with them would be cool yeah what is it like give me some open source maintainer war stories <laughs> but 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 on that topic right if you are a, a more old school uh developer and maybe you are using sass and gulp uh specifically um we have actually just put out uh, an open source workflow project on GitHub. Um, it's called Gulp WP. So it's basically just a, a collection of pre-made Gulp tasks that you don't even have to configure. It's zero configuration. Um, it does expect some certain things if you don't want to configure it, but you can configure it for certain, you know, different uh, uh, project, you know, um, setups or whatever folder setups um so it's it's very much in a sort of pre-release phase and i'm using it currently um for my for my latest um theme project and there are certainly there are certainly some things that need to be fixed and solved still so i still consider a pre-release but um if anybody's interested in wordpress theme development and gulp and and making that whole thing easier part, part of part of what it um does is it does use the official WP scripts um, webpack configuration to do the JavaScript stuff. So you get all of the stuff that the WP scripts would normally be doing for you 
in the JavaScript realm, right? And um, all that, you, you get all that uh, as well if you're using Gulp WP. So check it out. Give us some feedback. Um, let us know if you like it, if you hate it. It's open source. You know, maybe maybe I will uh, maybe I will experience that with Gulp WP, or maybe it will just you know languish because nobody uses Gulp anymore. But we're trying to we're trying to bridge a bridge a gap here. We're trying to take you know we had the um, the panel recently. Oh, speaking of the panel, um, the last agency panel that we had, Ryan Welcher, who joined us last time from uh, Ten Up. Has, has joined automatic he just announced that he joined automatic so congrats ryan maybe we'll just put that in the intro but um uh so yeah so so we were talking on that podcast we we kind of broached the subject of this workflow stuff right and and gutenberg blocks and all that sort of thing and i and i i held back because we only had a certain amount of time to to touch on that stuff but um gulp wp was an interesting journey and i it's not it's it's not journey is not done that's for sure and 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 maybe we do eventually move away from go but um uh but i saw what tenup was doing with with their uh with their workflow they they essentially I, it's it, it's it's cool you should check it out um you know check out gulp wp and then check out uh tenup's um tenup toolkit uh, is what they're calling it um they had it they had a gulp workflow previously and they moved to all in on webpack which is again what wordpress and wp scripts is using but their approach was to take the wp scripts uh repository and, and fork it and you know customize it the way that they wanted it to be and i took that route as well and quickly or maybe not quickly enough you know learned that 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 just wasn't feasible for one one dude right these sorts of things are maintained by multiple people working on it multiple people using it um you know filing issues and and helping to resolve specific aspects of it so um yeah i had a couple false starts in in that regard and ultimately i decided to go back to um you know something that we were uh we're all familiar with using uh to just create something that has you know uh a bunch of defaults a bunch of sane things already you know sane defaults um workflows for your sas or post css and uh your javascript and all that stuff but but also ways to extend it right so this is this is my main problem with with the webpack way of doing things and i i know it's extendable as well with plugins but it's it's you have to understand so much more here we go we're back to like barrier of entry barrier to entry right um but this time it's about webpack and writing webpack plugins to to do things and it's uh it's a it's a lot more difficult to understand than uh you know a gulp um pipe pipeline right just grab grab your source files pipe them through various plugins that already already exist have been around they work and then pipe it to your destination right so um what should what should we move on to from here i mean we have we have more stuff about automatic so not only do they now have ryan welcher they have <laughs> frontity 
which yeah. <laughs> feels weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> so this, yeah, this is interesting. I I audibly, hmm, you know, when I when I saw that news, but it it, it gave me pause in a number of ways. Uh, first of all, that that automatic did just buy Frenity, and Frenity, um, I haven't used it, but. Um, for those who aren't aware of it, Frontity is a, uh, you know, a, a sort of React Bootstrap framework for WordPress themes, kind of, or 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 headless WordPress, as they like to call it. Um, it's 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 still a little bit of a foreign concept to me because essentially it means you have to have your WordPress website hosted somewhere, and then you need to have an, another hosting setup the backend being node.js instead of you know php and then this javascript app that has both a front end and a back end on its own communicates with the wordpress instance separately uh via the you know the wordpress api so and basically they've set things up so that you have um yeah you know all the routing and stuff is basically taken care of for you but that's that's the, that that's where it starts to get like weird for me because WordPress already handles all the routing and stuff like that the way it was built and now we're just kind of replacing that with client side JavaScript stuff but um but yeah the the you know talking about all this sort of varied entry and WordPress being consumed by JavaScript stuff and then I saw that uh, Frontier was acquired but but the other strange thing about this situation is that it doesn't seem like frontity was acquired to continue working on this idea of the you know javascript app front end for wordpress frontity as a open source project will continue as a community driven project while the actual frontity like company team is apparently going to be folded into like the Gutenberg core team. So I, I'm just not sure what to make of that situation. General, I mean, I'm assuming that both parties agreed that that would be great for everybody involved. And maybe that's just what they wanted to work on, you know, the team, but um, yeah, they made this, they made this product open source product, I guess. And they're moving away from that. The people who actually, work on it to to do gutenberg stuff and hoping that the community take takes it and continues with it so i i don't know what that means for future wordpress you know theme stuff and javascript front end stuff um but it doesn't seem like the move is automatic saying this will be the future of wordpress sites if that makes sense so that means that uh, we should probably mention <laughs> The new kind of quasi competitor that's popped up because there are a you lot of people. <laughs> What's that? You, we struck this out and then you stole it. I know, it but back. now we've got time. We've got time <laughs> to just mention it. It was a perfect segue to it, too, because you're talking yeah, about this other kind of like ever. fringe. That's the whole point of a segue is to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> There, there, there's, there's a lot of disgruntled people who aren't 
who aren't enjoying this this uh you know this new javascript this brave new javascript world and um they have forked they have forked wordpress and they ripped out all that ugly gutenberg stuff so that wordpress can 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 be be great again is that is that what we're going is that <laughs> oh, the no. way this well, is that's not can be classic right. again yeah okay there you go again. Make WordPress classic. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so yeah, um, classic press. Thoughts, thoughts, comments, concerns. Um, yeah, the, uh, very niche market there, guy. I don't, I'm not trying to be rude. I just you're you're fighting a a hurricane with a with an umbrella. So. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun with that one. I'm looking forward to the day when there are like a handful of plugins that says supports classic press and WordPress. Oh, like, geez, you know, right. yeah, you know, that's going to be a thing like because, you know, like, oh, it has short codes and blocks or something, mm-hmm. something like around that line. So that's just not going to be a fun day. But I can't imagine it will have legs long enough to uh, get that far. The only I guess the only thing that I could really say uh, positively about it. Oh, that's that that came out the wrong way, but you know, what I mean. <laughs> is is that there there are some legacy sites out there that were made well before Gutenberg that just might have a lot of trouble transitioning just by mm-hmm. clicking that update button. So I suppose in that regard, if it's possible to just swap the the code for this classic press, it might just let a let a website continue living for another couple years but at that at that point i feel like it probably needs a a reboot but i don't know well they currently now have until 2022 or through 2022 with classic editor the classic editor plugin so right but yeah if they want to totally like not have to touch their site at all if they yeah, I'm just concerned about. I'm just concerned about. Well, I mean, in in that case, those old sites are probably just sitting there like that without updates to begin with, because that's kind of how right. how how this thing sort of used to go. But but I am a little bit concerned about this because because if it is just a fork of WordPress, I I I I do assume that the plugins then do do work, and maybe they. I don't know how they're handling plugin repository stuff and if they've decided to have their own with nothing in it right now, or if they're just kind of, you know, using the official one, but at a certain point, these plugins are going to move on, you know, with supporting the latest and greatest in WordPress. Cause that's, that's where they started and that's what they're, you know, they're going to move with WordPress. Yeah, that's where the market updating. share is. Yeah. That's where the market share is. Right. Um, and you know, as their old versions become, you know, vulnerable, like the, now there's no update path anymore. So that's my concern with that. But if, you know, going with the name classic press to begin with, uh, it make me, makes me feel old. <laughs> uh, WordPress for, for the old folks. Senior living. Yes, yeah, senior press. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, all right, we only have a couple minutes left, so. I have something. Great. WordCamp US 2021 yes. online. Woo! 
WordCamp US will be online. It's a one-day event, October 1st. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be super fun. We're going to be focused on um, contributing as a general overarching topic. Mm-hmm. And the theme is really cute. The designs are like really cool. I like them a lot. You should go check them out. We'll be there. Insert outro music. Just like that. That's all for today's show. Check the episode description for links to things we mentioned in the show. And don't forget to send your questions, thoughts, and fan mail to podcast at blackbird.digital. You can also find us on Twitter as InTheLoop underscore WP. If you're interested in having a WordPress website custom built or want to join a team that does that, head over to our site at blackbird.digital and drop us a line. Thanks for listening to In The Loop. See you next time. kind of became like the theme of the episode honestly is the whole barrier to entry kind of conversation even though that's you're bored of that so even though it was the last thing you wanted to talk about and it was the main thing we talked about i mean it's not what i want to talk about but it's definitely something i can talk about (laughs) yeah i mean i'm always up for uh you know telling people that my favorite movie is the taste of tea and they should watch it and it's amazing (laughs) <laughs> I can hear the oh my god from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go watch the taste of tea. It's a good movie. I one day one day we'll have a watch party. Because I'm just gonna make it happen. So This feels like hazing. <laughs> no, even no, though, even see, though we've been here like a year now. <laughs> that's that's Birdemic. Birdemic is the hazing. Movie. So you narrowly escaped that.